Hey, my name is Ev Bannett, and welcome back to the Asode Blocks channel. If you want to check out any of the content on this channel in audio form, you can head over to the podcast. Same name, Asode Blocks. It's all there. Uh, same thing, pretty much. Um, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Uh, the usual methods and places and all that stuff. So, in this video, I gotta really want to do two things. One, I have to give a big shout out and a thank you. We just broke the hundred subscriber mark on this channel. Uh, Dovi Shalev was the hundredth person to decide to subscribe to get transformational foundational Torah concepts. And so, Dovi, just want to give you a huge thank you and a shout out, and also thank you to all the other subscribers. And obviously, the goal here is to spread as much truth, clarity, and understanding about Torah, about ourselves, and about relationships, and how the world kind of works as possible. So that's really only doable with people either subscribing or sharing or watching or all those things. And so for those who have already been watching this stuff, uh, you already know my main interest here has constantly been to just try to get as much truth out there as we can. And you're going to see why from the second part of this video. And that's really because when you start to sort of think about truth, so there's so much idea flood right now in the world, thanks to the incredible un unlocking of information spread that we've gotten with this internet online situation. So there's just so many things that are floating around in the idea uh, medium of the world. And so uh, in a situation like that, it's even more important than usual to try to get ideas out there that are very true, that you can hold on to and anchor yourself with in the flood and delusion ocean of ideas that are sort of storming and flooding the whole world right now. And so ideas that are true are things that you can use and that you can hold on to. Ideas that are currently popular but not necessarily true might make you feel good in the short run, but in the long run they usually end up taking you to places you do not want to go. And so for all of you who are supporting this channel and trying to spread as much of these ideas as possible, thank you. Thank you to Dovi and to all the other subscribers along the way too. So with that, I want to also just sort of give a little bit of background. And as you saw from the title, this video is about this concept called Yesod. And Yesod is the name of the channel, Yesod Blocks. And there's a reason why I named the channel Yesod Blocks. And really, the web, there's, there's a website being built also called Yesod Blocks. It's going to be up hopefully in the next couple of months. And there'll be all kinds of new content on there and other types of things you could access that are similar and related and much deeper and more extensive than what we're doing on the YouTube channel. And I picked the name Yesod Blocks because of a specific idea that I had about what it is that I'm trying to do and what the word yesod actually means. So yesod is usually translated as foundation, which is nice because, you know, foundation blocks makes a lot of sense, building blocks, that kind of concept. But yesod actually is much more complex than the word foundation. And if you know any of the Kabbalah literature, so you, and if you've also watched any of the other videos on this channel uh, or listened to any of the other content we've been putting together here, so you already know that the Torah is essentially a map of the system and the science of consciousness and how consciousness really sort of uh, differentiates itself and expresses itself in a finite setting. So we live in a finite setting and we're constantly sharing ourselves out from within this thing that we are. I have a sense that I am someone. I am some of the one. I'm this, this one self that I'm sort of like an aspect of and I'm sharing myself into the outside finite world, and there's a whole series of tools that I use to do that. And so you can think of it as that the map of the Torah is both about the nature of the consciousness itself, how to understand what consciousness really is, the neshama, what are these things, and then also the map of the system through which consciousness, through which you yourself actually share yourself and manifest yourself and express yourself 
into the world around you. Now, that sounds maybe a little abstract, maybe a little, but if you think about that carefully, it's actually not abstract at all. In fact, I would say most people on this planet would agree the most important aspects of our lives revolve around the area of life called relationships. And relationships are fundamentally qualitatively about the interaction and connection of selves through the finite context and the body and the world that we live in. And so what we're talking about here is really a map of the totality of the things that matter, both the actual physical finite ingredients themselves and the way consciousness manifests and intersects with them and how we use those tools to connect and fuse and bond with each other. That's what everyone is looking for, that the fusion where you sort of merge with another consciousness through that this context is what we call ahava, also known as love, by far the most significant and important thing in everyone's life, as far as I can tell, even though we sometimes try to cover that up and pretend like it's not that important, especially if we're hurting and wishing that we had more ahava, more love in our lives, we try to pretend like it's not that important, but it is fundamentally what we all are yearning for and looking for. We're looking for that unification with someone else and try to become connected to others in a way that makes us more whole. So when you think about that whole framework, well, there's a couple of pieces to that that I want to just bring up now and there's really two ingredients I want to emphasize and one is going to be about Yesod and one is about this other element that's also relevant. So the element that's also relevant that's not Yesod is something called Tiferet. Tiferet also known as Midat HaEmet uh, it's sort of it's a reference to that whenever you want to sort of take yourself your consciousness and share it with somebody else so you can connect to them so you have to sort of go through this phase, this section of the process that's called Tiferes. Tiferes means, like I said, it means beauty, it can mean, uh, it can mean something to do with truth, but I want to really sort of home in on it very carefully, what exactly it really is. So whenever you want to share yourself with someone else, what you have to do is you have to make sure of two things. The first thing is you have to make sure that you're genuinely sharing yourself. Not so easy to do that. It sounds obvious, but we actually struggle a lot with that because in order to be genuine with somebody else, sometimes you have to share things about yourself that you might associate with yourself in a negative way. In other words, you might feel bad about them. There could be things about yourself that you don't like and things that you try to hide about the way that you are, the way that you manifest, the way that you do things, different habits in your character, and you don't want to share those things. But the thing is, if you're not genuine about the different aspects of your setup, then I can't really get to know you through that setup. So if I'm trying to share myself through this set of tools and there are certain aspects of this that I don't want to show you, you're going to detect that. You're going to feel like, well, this person's not really being so genuine. They're being a little fake. Something here does not really fit. I don't really feel that. I don't get it. Something's off. I don't feel connected to you. I feel like you're hiding something. Those are disingenuous, duplicitous types of dynamics that we all detect. Sometimes we try to blind ourselves and then pretend like we're not experiencing that. But more often, we actually see that very clearly and we know when someone is being fake with us. And so the first, the, the first of these two ingredients that I want to focus on for this video, the first is Tiferes, which means genuineness. Essentially, it's about, and that's why it's also called Midat HaEmet, how honest are you being? How truth-based are you? How much are you sharing of yourself in a genuine way and what are you hiding? Now, of course, you have to always gauge whether it's the right time to share something. Is it too soon? But ignoring that right now, right now we're just talking about, first, your capacity to actually be comfortable enough to be genuine, even if it might not be the right time to be genuine right now about specific aspects of your being. But are you able to do that? Are you being honest with yourself and genuine on the inside such that when the time does come that you'll be able to share those aspects of yourself? It's a pretty big difference because you, you might say, well, it's too soon to share this. And you might, you might be right, but very often people say things like that with 
two different reasons. One is because it might actually be too soon, and another reason is because you don't actually feel comfortable doing it, so you're trying to pretend like it doesn't exist, and you're relieved that it's too soon to share it because you don't really want to share it. So the idea here is to learn to first genuinely want to share your real being with somebody else, and if you don't do that, people can start to pick up on that and detect that. So that's the first aspect. It's called Midas Hatiferis, the trait of Tiferet, of openness, genuineness, honesty. And these are different words to describe that. But then the second ingredient is what we could call Yesod. And Yesod is really about a different aspect. And that's kind of what I was just referencing when I said maybe it's too soon to tell this other person. See, when you want to share yourself with somebody else and connect to them, you have to both be genuinely understanding and connected to your own self, like we just said, Midas Hatiferis, you have to be able to be in touch with your with the real you and comfortable with that. But you also have to gauge the other person on the receiving end and see whether or not they are able to receive what you have to share right now. And if they cannot receive what you're trying to share, well, in that case, that means that when you do share it, it will cause there to be a breakdown in the process of connection building. It's like when you share something that's, and it's too soon to share with someone else and it hurts them or confuses them or distances you from them, that damages the bridge process between you and the other self because you didn't properly gauge if what you were sharing with them was actually what they were ready to receive. And so that so that second part is different from the first part. The first part is about you making sure you're being true to yourself on the inside. Once you've kind of gotten that, then it's about how much are you going to share now with the other person? Is it too much for them? Now, just to give a quick analogy for that so it's a little clearer. So you can think of it as like if you're trying to get clear a clear radio station. So there's two aspects. One is like you want to make sure you have a clear signal that the radio, the quality of the transmission is clear. You hear the words clearly. The words are not staticky. But then there's also the question of volume. So the volume, is, you know, you could turn it louder or lower depending on how much your ears are capable of handling. So the quality and clarity is about the station itself. Like, do you have a clear signal? That's, you could think of that as analogous to the Tifera side. It's like, is there a clear me coming through? But then the Yisod side is, well, okay, now that I have a clear line to myself and I'm, trying to, and I'm ready to share the real me, well, what level of volume am I going to share this at? Is it going to be a level of volume that's too loud for the receiving person or it's going to be too soft? Like, I have to figure that out. And so that's what Yesod is about. Now, why would I name the channel Yesod Blocks? Well, when you think about that a little more carefully, it has many more applications besides just the example that I'm giving now to convey the idea. Yesod Blocks is, fundament Yesod is fundamentally about the awareness of the world outside and my attempt to understand it and as it is, sort of like where it's at. So in the example I just gave, when I'm trying to share myself with somebody else, after I'm true to myself on the inside, now I want to share myself into the outside space with another person, so I have to know what their capacities. I have to understand them for themselves in order to share myself with them effectively. And that is true about all of reality. In other words, whenever you're interacting with the reality around you, you can't just like close your eyes to the truth of whatever that reality is and then just sort of like spray yourself out into the world Almost just like, well, this is what I feel. I have to. I'm just being. I'm just being myself. I got to be true to myself and just be what I am in the world, and that's it. You do have to be true to yourself, and you have to also gauge whether being true to yourself right now and the way you're going to interact with the outside world is that going to be in harmony with the outside world, or is it going to be something which is destructive of the outside world? And I'll just, I'll just mention that we're not talking here about trying to restrain yourself when you're putting yourself into the outside world. We're trying to just gauge what's going to happen. So if you, if you decide to share something with somebody outside of yourself, so even if it challenges them, 
that's still, that's still something which is important to do. But if you know it's going to destroy them and ruin the connection, well, then you have to think very carefully, well, why am I doing this? Am I sharing this because I just feel this inner need to just spew myself out into the world? Or is it that I actually, like, I, I'm not, and therefore, if I feel this inner need, I'm not actually thinking carefully that what, what my goal is is going to accomplish anything? Uh, or is there a reason why I want to destroy this relationship by sharing this kind of thing? You have to think those things through. So Yasoda is about sort of assessing the layout of the world outside of yourself and seeing it for what it is and then deciding the, the amount of you that you want to now exude out and emanate out into the world. And the reason why I decided to name this channel Yasod Blocks, we'll leave the blocks out for now, but at least in terms of the Yasod concept, is because when we talk about an ocean of ideas that are really sort of filling the world, so the ocean of ideas very often leads to the situation where when you have a set of ideas about the world in your head and you're not checking the outside world to see if the ideas in your head match the outside world, then you get into all kinds of confusion and falsehood perspectives that really can lead you to mess up your life. And that can happen in so many ways. It's like on the governmental level, it's happening in huge amounts now. We have these trends in the world, like just to name one example, in America, America is what's called a country that is built on freedom and capitalism. Capitalism is about value for value. I want to trade something which I have that's valuable for something which you have which is valuable. I take my talents and I invest them and I build things out of them and then I I take my contributions to the world and I trade them with other people's contributions so we can each gain from each other. That's what freedom and value in capitalism is about. And then we have this new trend now, this, this idea that maybe we should have some kind of socialist perspective, which socialism is essentially about taking people's stuff and then just saying, well, it's not fair that different people have more values and more talents than other people, so let's just reallocate it and make it all equal. So that's an idea that is really based on a number of falsehoods. And we have to analyze that very carefully. But the irony is that it's something which is, it's happening now. We have a free, you know, the country of America is a free country where people have the right and the freedom to think and choose to act how they want as long as within a certain set of laws. You have the right to have any ideas that you want. And ironically, that kind of freedom is a capitalist freedom. So you have this ironic situation where you have the freedom to think ideas and believe in ideas that are actually opposite of the freedom that you're using to think those thoughts. So that type of irony is something which happens all the time when you have all kinds of ideas, some of which are true and some of which are false, and they're mixing together and you sort of just this, this confusion where you have all kinds of double standards. That person's doing something which is wrong, but you really do those same things all the time. Incidentally, you tend to notice when someone else does something wrong only when you yourself do that kind of thing. So it's a particular irony also. And when you have this very disintegrated set of perspectives because there's so many different kinds of ideas floating around inside your head, that means you're not really seeing the world for what it is and assessing whether or not what you are doing is going to make sense and work according to the actual objective reality of the outside world. So we live inside of our own heads and very often this flood of information that's going on in the world right now makes us start to get very lost in our own ideas and our own head and we're like, no, the way that I'm thinking is completely makes sense to me because I'm inside my own head and I think it makes sense. And we don't tend to check our ideas against the outside world to assess, is what I'm saying going to work with the outside world? Like, is this going to fit? Is it going to click with other ideas and other truth. We don't take our own ideas and cross-check them and analyze them and think about them clearly and figure out if maybe they're false. We don't look for that. We just sort of assume, well, that whatever I have in my head, like if it sounds like it's true, like it's probably true and I'll just go with that. And Yasod is about assessing 
the world outside of myself and constantly checking what's inside of me with what's outside of me and trying to get a sense of where I am off, where I, things I'm thinking are true, where things I'm thinking are false, in what ways are things I'm thinking damaged or distorted. And there are many ways to check that. And that's really what the Torah is supposed to be about. So when I introduce these videos with, this is foundational transformational Torah. So that's all about the concept of Yesod because what's happening is just teaching you an, or talking about some kind of idea in a vacuum or in a very general sense without showing how it connects to all the other ideas, that's really not doing anyone a service. Teaching people Torah and Torah ideas is usually not such a, it's, it's usually not damaging. You know, we want it to not be damaging minimally. But often you could teach Torah and, and Torah ideas, Torah concepts in isolation. Here's a nice little Dvar Torah about this story in the Chumash. Here's an idea from the Gemara about that. But the bigger, the more important and more significant uh, way to share these ideas, I would argue, is to understand where they all fit together in a system. And when you understand the system of things, that means you're not just in your own head thinking about one Torah concept, oh, it's really important to do this, or we really need to do that, or this is a really important thing to invest in, or, you know, the, the tefillah, davening is so important, or learning Torah is so important. These things are all important, but if you can't show me a framework of how important each one is, then we all get lost in various situations in our own head of what's important and what's not important. So I'll give an example. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, I've, I, I, I teach a lot of different kinds of students, and I have, I have students who uh, they, they use their phones on Shabbos. And using your phone on Shabbos, you're not supposed to do that. Shabbos, you're not supposed to do any malacha. And so you have situations where people are using their phones on Shabbos because they're not really... Uh, phones are very addictive, they're very fun to use, and they're very easy to use, and so, and if you don't really know what Shabbos is, and maybe you'll get drawn into doing that, it's a pretty big uh, issue now, especially in the modern Orthodox Jewish community. A lot of students, a lot of kids use their phones on Shabbos, and here's something that's funny that, funny that happens, though. Uh, sometimes parents will yell at their kids very intensely for using their phones on Shabbos because they're violating Shabbos, but the tricky part there is like, well, you know, you'd have an easier time probably teaching your kids how to think about phones on Shabbos if you understood what Shabbos was. And also, that using your phone on Shabbos is actually a pretty small violation of Shabbos. It's probably not even prohibited according to the Torah itself. It's probably something that seems like it's an Isra Derabanan to use your phone on Shabbos at best. And so it's something which is like you might yell at your kids for using their phone, and you have to ask yourself, well, why am I yelling at my kid for using his phone on Shabbos? Is it because I'm, I genuinely care about Shabbos and don't want him to violate and lose out on what Shabbos is? Well, if you genuinely care about Shabbos, then why don't you know what Shabbos is? And then, you know, I think it's something which is very important to keep learning what's all, what these things mean in a real way. You can't just fake keep Shabbos and then expect your kids to care about it. And then, you know, also it's just to, to, to yell at a kid about using his phone on Shabbos and to then also not know that, you know, let's say separating out and organizing, uh, you know, food that you're eating on Shabbos, which is called borer. It's a malacha according to the Torah. And it's a very serious problem to do that on Shabbos. So if you don't know that and you yell at your kid about the phone, so that's a very distorted perspective. You're kind of just in your own head. You have a very, by feel, like, oh, I feel this is the wrong thing, and I, and I feel this is not the way to do things. And you don't really check in with yourself and learn about and think about whether what you're thinking is true or proportionate or integrated in any kind of way. It's all over the place. And that's going to lead to a lot of problems, which is why I think a lot of people today in the Jewish community and the modern Orthodox community in particular are struggling with this issue with phones on Shabbos because, well, there's no real understanding of what Shabbos is in any kind of bigger picture sort of way. And so the Yisod blocks concept here is like, well, let's try to understand what all these things are and also how they all connect and build a foundation that we can stand on. In other words, the, found, the reason why Yisod also means foundation is because when you understand the outside world, 
in its real way. And that's also true about Hashem's world, you know, world itself in terms of Hashem's elements, the halachic elements, the Torah elements. When you understand them and how they all fit together and click together in a way that's true and integrated and holistic, well, then it becomes a foundation that you can rely on. It doesn't go anywhere. You don't get lost in a sea of instability and ideas. You suddenly have clarity on what things are outside of your own head, and then you can sort of like interact with them in a way that's effective and clear. And so that's what Yisod means. And so you can think of Yisod as like this way of bridging your inside self with the outside world. And it also obviously has very intense significance between you and other people in terms of the relationship side. But the points here really are, are significant and transformational beyond just how to have an effective relationship. Also with other people, obviously, in order to have a clear, good relationship with somebody else, you have to know them in a real way. They're outside of you. You have to know them and assess them and get a sense of who they are in order for, you, for your interactions with them to make sense. You want to be anchored in the truth of them in order to really be able to connect to them effectively. It's also true about, the, but it's also true about the larger world. You need to be anchored in the truth of the world. I don't mean the ideas of the world, I mean the truth of existence in terms of what's actually real and what's not real, and which ideas are true, which ideas are false, and how they fit together in order to be anchored in the world. And there are many ways to do that. There's lots of things to learn and to understand. And Yisod Blocks is, you know, this channel is one of the ways to do that. There's lots of other educators that I could name and recommend who are also thinking in this kind of way that are more integrated and more connective and all the ideas sort of fit together and you have a sense of proportion and you have a sense of, of hierarchy and foundations. And I'll just end with this last point. If you look, there's a book called the Derech Hashem, written by somebody called the Ramchal. And the Ramchal was a very, uh, very profoundly deep Kabbalist and writer and thinker in Torah thought. He wrote many, many books, lived a few hundred years ago. And in Derech Hashem, he has an introduction to the book. Derech Hashem is supposed to be this kind of like a beginner, a primer, beginner's level primer to understanding how the universe works and who Hashem is and who we are. And it's really a great book to start out learning Kabbalah concepts and Torah concepts at a deep level. So in the introduction, he describes that he thinks the most important aspect of learning is understanding where all the parts fit together. How do the parts fit? And he describes it at length. He said, you can actually learn an idea. And if it's not in the right context, you don't understand where it fits. It's like, it makes your mind heavy. You can't remember it. You won't know what to do with it. It's like, it could be a nice moment of learning where you feel like, oh, I just learned something new. And that's it. It just weighs down on you. And it's actually, it's very striking because I've actually experienced this myself and I've had many students and friends that we've had conversations about, well, you know, I learned Torah and it's sometimes when I'm learning Torah, I just don't remember it. I just, it's confused. I get confused. Like the Gemara is this so many different scenarios. It's so confusing. And like that is exactly what he's talking about. When you learn in a way that is disintegrated, where you don't see how everything fits together and clicks together. If you're learning Gemara that way, where you're just reading words, and it's like, oh, I finished this part, so I'm going to go to the next part, and there's no connectioning, there's no connecting between different things, no integrating, and you're not thinking in that kind of way, then it just becomes this mass, I should say a mess, a massive mess of ideas that just float around, and they're literally weighing down on you. If you can learn in a way where you understand a system, human beings are very, very good at remembering systems. It's like That's why we like stories, because stories flow. There's parts that accumulate and build. And so that's what Yisod means. It's essentially that you are creating a sense of understanding of the system in a way that is connected and all integrated. And that's a foundation that you can hold on to and stand on and then build more and interact more with that instead of just being inside your own subjective mind where you just have your own ideas and you don't, you can't, you're not even able to assess whether they're true or not true. You're just 
swirling around in them, just doing it all by feel. And there's many, many examples of that. But just in terms of this basic uh, picture to begin to understand. This is the point of the Yasod Lux channel. When I talk about foundational, transformational Torah, it's supposed to be things that are foundational in the way I just described, and therefore transformational because you're actually able to become more than you are when you do this. If you just sort of learn Torah in a non-foundational way, not the way that we're describing, then you'll just have r random ideas. You always wonder, when will I become great? Like, you know, there's all these people in our, in our history and in the past who are these incredible minds and sages and geniuses and leaders and, you know, the people in the Chumash, Avram Avinu and Moshe, and like, you know, well, they're just the greats of the Torah, and I can never be like that. And that's not true. Every one of the people in our nation, and, and really even more than that, can become as great as those people. All you have to do is learn how to use the system. But if you're learning Torah in a fragmented way, and you're not really accessing it, if you think that you're not smart, or you're not put together, you're not clear-headed, you're not analytical, you're not sharp enough, the Torah takes you, and when you learn it properly, it transforms you. It will make you smarter. It'll make you faster, clearer. You can you get you get faster and faster in your thoughts. You'll understand the world much more cleanly and clearly, and it just builds you more and more and more. This is these are this is like a provable phenomenon, and that's the whole point of this channel is to illustrate that and to sort of bring people into exposure to perspectives and ideas in a way that is literally catalytic that it catalyzes you to become more than you were before and it's something which is it's a it's a very full type of promise it's not this is not just like a oh yeah like it really works like i could, sh I could we could have in, in the future in the website we're going to have conversations we're going to have special videos about how to do this and there's also going to be all kinds of personalized sections of the, of the website where people can actually ask questions and there will be special special responses and videos you can reach out we can have all kinds of personalized conversations about these things because this is super real and the Torah, when utilized in this way, it changes everything about our lives. It changes who we are. We become the person that we wanted to become, that we feel like we are on the inside. And like you stick to what it is that you're trying to be. You don't have these problems where you're just constantly just falling apart, not following through. The laziness, the confusion, the failure to actually follow through on New Year resolutions or whatever other things people struggle with. You can be different, when you actually see different, when you live the way the Torah is describing, you see reality clearly, then you become different more and more and more. It activates so much of the depth that every one of us has within us. And so that's what this is about. That's foundational Torah that is also transformational by definition because of that type of framework. Hope that was clear. Hope you understood that. If you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out in the comments. And of course, you can check this out again, like I said, in the podcast form. And again, thank you to the subscribers and to Dovi Shalev for the 100th subscription. And looking forward to seeing you guys on the channel in the next video.